Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. So if you got your Bible, say amen. Yes, yes. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Thank you, Chris Huff. Thank you, Chris Huff. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14. We're going to read two verses. We'll pray, and then we'll just uh, just let God have his way. And um, I, I don't know, I believe he has something specific for you. That's just who he is. He's that kind of God. He's, he's able to sit up upon the throne and this earth be his footstool, but still be personal enough to get into your situation. That's amazing. And so uh, that's the God we serve. So 1 Corinthians 16, you got it? Say amen. amen. Let's roll. Let's do it. Verse 13 says, watch. Comma. That's why I'm pausing. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Verse 14, let all that you do be done with love. That's pretty awesome. Let's read it one more time. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong, and let all that you do be done with love. Wow. He loves us and called us to do a great work for him. So let's pray and talk to him uh, one more time if we can. Father, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this church. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of revival that's breaking out in our hearts and lives and across this nation. We continue to ask for it. We continue to pray and believe for it. Let there be an awakening, Lord, continue to come in our midst, God. We pray, Lord, that there be a soul-winning anointing and awakening, God, that sweeps the land, Father, that our, our fathers and our mothers and our brothers and sisters and our grandchildren, great-grandchildren and nieces and nephews come to you, Lord. They come to the saving grace. They come to the saving knowledge of Jesus, God, and their hearts are turned to you, God. We believe that's happening, God, and we just continue to ask for it right now, Lord, and we pray and believe. Somebody who just trusts God right now, agree with me right now, just agree with me. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just believe, Father, for awakening and for salvation, God. Lord, I pray for the men of God in this church today that you'll just raise up Joshua's God. You'll raise up men who are going to move forward, God, to possess the land, Father. I declare today that in the name of Jesus, Father, hearts, once again, God, are being drawn. And Father, speak to each of us today. Speak to each of us today through your word. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Any good? Any good? He's so good. Uh, we're in a series called Legacy, man. I'm glad to be back sharing with you today and be able to, to just share what God's put on my heart uh, this morning. And uh, I want to say thank you to all those who ministered last week while we were in Atlanta. I heard just incredible things about that service. Six powerful words that were shared and spoken to you guys from them. So just again, thank you to all those who helped make that happen. I appreciate that. And uh, this is a little bit different series uh, that we've talked about because there'll be some things kind of happening. And one of them was last week that you saw where maybe a little bit outside the norm of just uh, me coming up and sharing, there, there is, that will be taking place, but some other things that are happening. So that was one of them last week. Uh, one of the things that we're going to do during this series Legacy uh, is that we're speaking to and preaching 
preaching and, and getting God's word in us about how to leave a legacy and what that looks like and as individuals what we should do and how we should live this out. So one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to be talking uh, today to our men. Any men in the house? Okay, uh, it was decent. Um, any men in the house? Get you some of that devil. That's a war cry, right? That's a war cry there. I like that. That's what I love to hear. Praise God. Uh, we're going to be talking to men. During this series, we're going to be speaking some words specifically to ladies. We're going to be speaking to, to married couples and situations. We're going to talk about parenting. It's going to be an incredible what I believe God is doing and going to do during this series. Uh, one of the things that we're going to do, we've been asked by a few folks who have had little ones uh, and uh, who have had children. Now, we're going to be on September 7th having a, a baby dedication here. And so uh, there's a sign-up sheet for that in the hospitality room. If you've had a little one, uh, you want to just give them to the Lord and dedicate them, uh, you'll be able to have that opportunity where we give them a Bible, have you come up, pray over them, just believe and speak blessing over them. And so uh, sign up for that if you'd like to be a part of that. Uh, make sure you do that in the hospitality center. It's going to be awesome um, what God's going to do there. And how many knows if you've ever been a part of really one of those dedications? It's more for us as parents of consecration and, 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 and a, uh, I guess an agreement to sign up and say I'm willing to lead my child and, and raise them up in a fear and nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's, that's what that is for us, but we're going to do that, so if you want to be a part of that. And next uh, Sunday, we're going to have a couple that's going to be here with us in ministry that I want you to do this. If you know someone who hasn't, uh, who hasn't come to Christ and is not a believer in Christ, hasn't accepted Jesus, doesn't have a relationship and walk with him, get them here next Sunday morning. Do whatever you got to do to make that happen. Now, we're going to have um, some ministers of the gospel here. Uh, this, you know, some of you generation my age and older may know these guys, but Laverne and Edith Tripp are uh, going to be here with us. And if you're familiar with their ministry, I will say this, it is awesome. Uh, 35 years ago, 35 years ago, myself as just a little boy uh, got saved underneath his ministry. Uh, 35 years ago, my wife is just a little girl, got saved underneath his ministry. It's an incredible, crazy thing how we didn't know each other, uh, had you know, no recollection of what God will be doing 35 years later. But at nine years of age, underneath the ministry of Laverne and Edith Tripp, uh, we came to Christ. We heard the gospel. And there's been about, I think, over 700,000 recorded salvations underneath their ministry over this year where they're going to be celebrating 40 years of ministry. So uh, when we're talking about legacy, uh, this is it. Generation of Bible you see is 40 years, and so they're seeing this thing come full circle. And, 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 and young people that they spoke the gospel into 35 years ago, planting churches and sharing Jesus, and now getting ready to plant churches in other countries. It's just amazing what God's going to do, and I believe this. I believe if you get them here, they're going to come to Christ. Anybody, any believers, amen, in the house. So good. So do that. Get here. Be a part of that. It's just going to be awesome. Again, as we talk about legacy and set those things in place, he's going to be speaking the word upon that subject as well. So don't miss it. Um, and uh, as I today, as we dig into what we're getting ready to get into, uh, I got to go back and listen to some of the testimonies that I heard and, and things that were shared last week. And I've, I'm getting challenged by this stuff. 
Uh, I think sometimes it's easy to people to look at the pastor and they're going to get up and just preach at somebody else. And uh, I don't know if you realize that the, the Lord has been stepping on our toes usually all week with this word. I mean, he's already been just, just piercing our heart and getting us ready. And so it's never a get up and come in and just give something, deliver it to the people. But I believe it's the message for the church. And so today I'm going to speak some stuff to you guys and I'm going to be speaking to the men. And uh, I hope you'll just grab this. And this is for every. Every lady, every young person in this place, so don't tune out, don't tone out, stay with me, keep connected because this is God's word. And when we see this word through Paul spoken to uh, the Corinthian church, it wasn't just two men, but he made some statements and said some things that I believe are important, and I believe this is a call today to men, and that God is speaking in our hearts. And uh, this has um, always been the call. It has always been the call. We're going to see, and I want to just take you through uh, a, a little history in Scripture for just a moment as we look back and reflect, and as we hear the words of Paul being challenged to this church, I want you to just go in for just a second. I would just encourage you to do this. Just jot down the, the Bible uh, not name and, and, and number of the verse of Scripture, but uh, just you won't have time to turn there, but I want to read this. In Scripture, we see that this has always been the call. It's never changed. In Deuteronomy 31, verses 6 through 8, we see Moses at the end of his ministry. He's getting ready to stand up and give his final counsel to the children of Israel. He's getting ready to speak and turn over the reins to Joshua. And I want you to listen to the words that he speaks. And again, he's been, he's been working with millions over years and bringing people out of just bondage and bringing them to a place of promise. And so he gets up, and I want you to hear his words that he speaks. He says this in verse 6. He says, Be strong. And of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Aren't you thankful for that promise? Oh man, that's awesome. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage. There it is again. For you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to the fathers and give to them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. I mean, he repeats himself twice in this. I believe it must be pretty important. And then God cares enough that we understand this and get challenged by this that we see in Joshua, if, you're, if you go to the scripture, it says in Joshua chapter 1, Moses had already challenged Joshua with this word, already spoken this into his life, and then he comes right up in Joshua chapter 1 and says this. This is the Lord speaking to Joshua. He says this, Only be strong and very courageous. Wow. Hear that? Be strong and be very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Wow. We see in 2 Samuel, I'm throwing a lot of Bible at you today. We see in 2 Samuel chapter 10, verses 9 through 12, the call never changes. It's still the same. Children of Israel are getting ready to go into battle. They're getting ready to face the enemy. And, uh, and so when you read passages of Scripture like this, please understand we're still in a battle. I think sometimes we, we, we see things and we live in America and we're able to just get up and go and do and have liberties and all these things. That's not happening in other countries right now. 
For other countries being killed and persecuted for their faith and what they believe. We have this big, awesome opportunity right now to just do, stand up and, and be strong. And there is this battle that's taking place. If we never see that physically here, understand today there is a battle taking place in your mind. Understand there's a battle taking place in the spirit. There's an enemy that's after you and after your family. So the call never changes. 2 Samuel chapter 10. When Joab saw the battle line was against him before and behind, he chose some of Israel's best and put them in battle array against the Syrians. That's what God's doing in this church. He's going to raise up some of the best men of God I've ever seen stand strong and fight the enemy. It's happening. There's going to be fathers rise up, speak life into kids. He's raising them up. Verse 10 says this, And the rest of the people he put under the command of Abishai, his brother, that he might set them in battle array against the people of Ammon. Then he said, If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the people of Ammon are too strong for you, then I will come and help you. Isn't that a beautiful picture of battle? We all have our own fight to, to, to fight. We all have our own battle. We all have this, this fight of faith that we're in. But anytime we see a brother who is struggling, we should tell them, I've got your back. Get ready. I, if it gets ugly, you may just be careful. Don't, don't, don't swing without looking because I might be in your corner coming behind you, taking the enemy out. Be very careful. And he says in verse 12, he says, Be of good courage and let us be strong for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what is good in his sight. Man. And then we see years later in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, back to our passage. And I want to read this in the New American Standard because I believe it speaks directly to us today. He says this. He says, Be on alert. Stand firm in the faith. New American Standard says, Act like men and be strong. Wow. Wow. Be on alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men and be strong. Now, sadly today, I believe that when we make a statement like this, when we read scripture, and even when the challenge is given for us to act like men, I believe that's very difficult, even for the young men in this house and for the men of God who maybe be older, because I believe we're living in a time to where we haven't seen what men are supposed to look like. We haven't seen men. The, the men that, that some of you guys were raised up on in, in entertainment and saw is not what's being shown today and being seen. I remember being a little boy watching a little show called Little House on the Prairie. And Charles Ingalls, man, was a father. He was a man. He worked and he provided and he got up. And when the enemy came in, he was getting a shotgun. I mean, when the enemy came in and come again, he would, he would roll his sleeves up. Whatever it took, we saw this happen. And it was just crazy what we saw. And the media even saw these men and were raising up and portraying them as men should be. We seen John Walton and raised a whole house full of children and who prayed at night and who prayed with his family and who, who exalted Jesus and did these things. It was crazy. There were shows that are on television called Father Knows Best. Man, where have we come? Some of you my age and around that have, have actually seen the demise. You actually got to witness it. We left shows like Father Knows Best and Andy Griffith, and we left shows along those lines, and we watched Married with Children. We see now Bundy 
be placed onto the forefront of our screens, and we gathered around it uh, like little worshipers of Baal and focused our eyes upon this and then somehow looked at this and thought that this is what men were supposed to be. And those men that would take his son and literally get the girly magazine and go off and show him and try to teach him and tell him what he should be doing and how he should be looking at the hooters and looking at all these things and all this mess. It's what we saw. It's real. We saw stuff that would happen and literally unfold until where it not only just began this slippery slope and began to come down to a place to literally today, if you turn on the television, no longer is a father even just even in the room. Sometimes he's not even represented as a man. We're living in a time now where we're seeing this, that you can have two ladies and one chooses to be the father. And we can have two men and one chooses to be a mother. That's not biblical. It's not Bible. It's sin and it's wrong. And it separates us from God. And we've seen this slippery soap happen. Now, I'm saying this because I want us to understand there's been a shift that's happening. And there's got to be a shift that goes back the other way. And when would that happen? When men of God become men of God. And act like men of God, as Paul said, and step up and walk this out and live this life and be the men he's called us to be. We're living in a time right now where our young people have no recollection or understanding of what spiritual warfare is. The only understanding of warfare they have is a video game controller in their hand and they play black ops or, or modern warfare, or call of duty, and if I get 25 or 30 kills, I've had a good day. but they don't know how to lay hands on the sick and cast out devils. They don't, know how, they don't know how to break the stronghold and the bondage of sin and all that it causes, and they don't know how to pray, and they don't know how to stand up. And There's got to be a shift, guys, and there's got to be a shift that takes place, and there's got to be something begin to move in the heavens that moves earth, and it happens when men do this, start acting like men. Start acting like men. Well, some of you, I, I hope you'll stay until the end of this message because I believe it's all going to make sense. But it's time we stand up and be men. Now we see in Scripture, Paul gives us in this text, and, and I encourage you to jot it down. I take notes. I, 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 would, I would encourage this. We see Paul tell him what a man looks like and what a man should do. He tries to tell him. Number one is this. He says to watch. Watch. Now, just literally, just that's it? What? Yeah, watch. He says watch. Now, understand the, the meaning behind this. The terms we're going to be using here and today are military terms. These are not just pacifists. We're going to sit back and not in any way uh, just, you know, just kind of just cross your hands and put your finger underneath your chin and just watch. No, it, it means I'm being observant. This literally is a military term to where they would place guards upon the wall and they would watch and they would guard the land and they would watch and and be mindful of what's happening. And if the enemy came in, they would know what to do when this took place. I took this directly from Barnes Notes, one of the commentaries that I have, and it just wrecked me and I began to read this about this verse and about this word. It says that they were to watch lest their souls should be ruined and their salvation endangered, lest the enemies of the truth and of holiness should steal silently upon them and surprise them. They were to watch with the same vigilance that is required of a sentinel who guards the camp, lest an enemy should come suddenly upon them and surprise the camp when the army was locked in sleep. Wow. Watch. God, wake us up. 
God, wake us up. As men, he's placed us on the wall. As men, he's placed us there to stand watch and be watchful of our family, to, to be observant of what happens. Practically, what does that look like? Practically, that looks like you getting involved in your family's life. That's what that means. That means practically you getting involved and you talking to them and you asking questions. You get in their business. Well, they're younger and they need to have their, their uh, privacy. No, they don't. They need Jesus and godly men to come in and lead them and show them and be a part of their life and be watchful of every move they make. Oh, that's no trust and privacy, Pastor. It's being watchful. It's being watchful. And, and I just know, I felt that, that this immediately as I said that, there's some of the men that begin to pull back and say that, well, I'm not geared that way. That's not how my mindset works. I'm more of a laid back guy. I'm more of a relaxed guy. We are watchful. We are watchful. We can watch football for hours. We can watch hunting and, and, and fishing videos. I can sit in a boat for hours. Well, I'm, I'm not really good. I don't, I don't watch. Yeah, you can. I've seen the posts, and again, nothing wrong with any of these things. I love watching sports, UFC. I love watching hunt. I, love, I get in a tree stand and just watch, hoping a deer comes out. So I shoot him. You know, pray, pray for him, man. And then eat him. I'm going to eat him. So it's so good. It all works out. Rise and kill and eat. It's command of the Lord, I tell you. It's, it's that. So, so, but, but watch. Well, Mo, I'm more of a laid back guy. No, you know, you watch. Men watch pornography for hours upon time. We watch. We sit there and we get our minds and our eyes fixed on places and we watch. So don't dare say that you're not a watcher. You are a watcher. What are you looking at? So men of God, he's called us to watch out for our families. He's called us to watch out for this church. He's called us to be mindful. And if we see the enemy coming in, if somebody else is asleep, you step in and protect them. He's calling us to step up, stand in, be involved, be men and women of God who raise up families and who lead their homes and are watchful about what's going on around us. Be mindful of it. Be mindful. Watch. Watch. He goes on to say this. He says, stand fast in the faith. Wow. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Couldn't really even just dig into this point without my mind continually going to a story in Scripture. Every time I was wanting to teach in the principle along this line, but this story just kept coming back. And every time that I you know, wanted to go a different direction, it pulled me back. And I thought about in Scripture about three guys in the book of Daniel named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these guys, man, were just, it was, it was amazing. The fire of God and the passion of God and the burning spirit that they had for God and, and the love that they have for him. It was amazing that, that what, what would take place and what would happen is this. At a certain time, the entire city would bow to Baal. They would bow to a false idol, and yet these guys stood in faith. Everyone else around them was, was kneeling, but yet they would, they would refuse to bow and they would stand in faith. And they would do this. They stood in faith even when it wasn't cool. Because, listen, we can come to church, and again, this is, not, this is, I'm telling you, the Lord's hitting me as hard, as heavy as anything else. We come to church, and we get excited, and we can raise our hands, and we can pray, and I'm thankful because it has to start here. It has to start in the homes. It has to start in the home church in order for us to take it out. But when we get outside, we have a tendency to pull back. 
I watched about 3,000 people last week get into an auditorium and just praise their tails off for Jesus. I mean, it was crazy. People just sweating. I mean, I was reading tweets and texts and stuff about, man, my legs are sore. My arms are tired because they they were worshiping and just giving God so much. Now, listen, it's very easy when it's in that setting. But are we going to stand tall in faith when everyone else is bowing? Are we going to stand in faith? And this is what they did. They took regardless of what happened to us. They believed and trusted God that he would see them out of that. And we're seeing in the news right now of people who are, who are literally surrendering their lives. I don't know if they're going in this situation saying supernaturally God's going to do something and protect me from this. And then they lose their head. Ash is getting real today. Getting kind of graphic. If they're followers of Jesus, something supernatural did happen. The moment they left this earth and the moment they left this body, they opened up their eyes in the presence of Jesus, of the one who gave they, who they gave their life for, who once gave his life for them. And they were willing to stand firm in the faith. And this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to change America. It's going to be men standing up in faith when everybody else is bowing, when it's not cool, praying in the workplace, praying at home, when it's uncomfortable, grabbing your wife by the hands and speaking blessings, when it's not comfortable, laying hands upon your child's head and coming against the stronghold that's a, that's oppressing them. That's when it's going to take place when men stand up in the faith and are firm for him. Daniel 3 says this in verse 17. It says this. It says, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. They told him, you stand up again. You keep standing when everyone else is bowing and we'll put you in the furnace. This us our trip. I love it. He will deliver us from the fire furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, wow. This is what I love. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor we worship the gold image which you have set up. You know what this means today for us, guys? It means that, we, that we're refusing. We're going to trust God, and we're going to believe that this, and this, sadly, this is about the only comparison we have. If I stand up when my brothers don't, I may not get invited to see the game. Wow. I may not get to be a part of the hunting club, man, because at the hunting club, all the fellows are getting together, and they're doing this, and I may not be able to be a part of that anymore if I stand up. Now, all the fellows, we get together, and we ride our bikes, and we, and we hang together, and we're going to the restaurant together, and it's all the cool dudes. And man, if I stand up in faith, I may not get to be a bit of part of that anymore. Kidding me? Seriously? That's what we have to compare it to? I mean, I get invited to the pastor's luncheon with the other pastors in the community because I'm going to stand up and speak about the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus, and the fire of God, and say things that aren't cool or comfortable with other Christians, even other pastors, you may not get invited. So what? I'm going to stand firm in the faith regardless of what happens. And this is what's changing this church, and this is what's going to continue to change this church. Men of God, stepping up, being watchful of what's going on around them, seeing what's happening, and willing to stand firm in the faith regardless of what takes place. Third thing is this. He said, watch. Stand in the faith and be brave. Be brave. 
thought about just how to illustrate my point today. And your mind's weird, guys. It's crazy some of the stuff I think about. But uh, I wanted to share one of the cool stories about being a fireman and going and kicking the doors in and, and going in and, and putting a fire. That's what I was wanting to do. Man, Lord, let me get one of them. And I said, nah. And what I had, and he took me back to high school. And uh, he thought I'm all swole up now, man. When I was in high school, bad dude, man. Lean, mean, 115-pound machine. <laughs> Seriously. My wife said that's true. And she dated me, man. She dated me for that. And I drove a Pinto. So there's got to be, it had to be God. It had to be only Jesus that brought us together, man, because I had nothing going for me. And, and, and 115 pounds. And there were things that were happening in our school. And there were kind of some gang stuff beginning to take place. And there was some activity that was going on. And people began to group up. And they began to get together and pick on one person at a time. And my name got put on that list. And I remember this. I remember it specifically. It was so funny. I, ha- I had a, a lot. Of, I did this still. I had a T-shirt on and a long sleeve shirt over top of it. It's just how I've always done it. And uh, and y'all thought I, you know, would just be an in right now. It's just how I've always done it. You know. So I remember being in the lunchroom, getting up from the table, and going and putting my plate over the little in the little area where they put that stuff. And so I was doing that, and the guys that were after me, they all kind of ganged around me, and it's really one of them that was causing the chaos. He put me on the list. He said I hit his car. And a Pinto, man. I don't, you can't hurt those things. I didn't, but I mean, you can't hurt it anyway. But my name got on there. But this is what I did. I said, I'm not going to go down like this. I finally come to a place. I've been avoiding it. I've been, I've been kind of pulling aside and setting aside and, and just kind of going this direction. If I saw him down that hallway and going in even late for class, which wasn't abnormal either, I mean, kind of spending extra time to go around to get into the room. Day I said, I've had enough of this junk. I'm I had enough of this junk. And this is what I did. And they got around me in the lunchroom. And I looked at the dude. I said, man, this is enough of this. I'm tired of this. Meet me outside right now. Me and you. And I went out to the courtyard of my high school. And there was a couple of my boys that were leaving. And I called them out. Hey, y'all got my back? And they, yeah. And they came back and hung out because they had his. And this is what I did. I said, me and you one-on-one. Right now, I took my shirt off, and I had a Mickey Mouse T-shirt on underneath it, man. I was like, you kidding me, man? Why didn't I wear the Ninja Turtle ones that day or something? I mean, come on. Why did I do that, man? Why did I go that direction? And I remember, man, I took my shirt off, and I had Mickey Mouse on, and looked down. And I said, me and you. One-on-one right now. And you know what he did? He said, oh, dude, we cool, man. We cool, dude. And walked away. I think it was 115-pound physique. I think when I took my shirt off, he saw my tricep. That's what I, <laughs> I, 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 I think it was. I believe that's probably what, what got him when he saw it. I, I think he saw it. <laughs> I think he saw it. No, but this is, again, funny to illustrate a point. The fire story would have been better if it had been cooler. But this is true. I think it's just because I stood up. I was brave. Listen to me. This is what I want you to understand today. The Spirit of God that's in you is greater than anything that's against you right now. 
and, and they were singing that song a moment ago, and only God ordains this stuff. And they're singing that song, you make me brave. You do this for us, God. It's only him, and he's the one who does. This is not us just being cooler, being stronger, trying to be something we're not. No, it's who we are. It's being who he's called us to be. It's really being what he's put inside of us to be. And that's men of God who love Jesus, who stand up and are brave for him and are strong for him. Fourth one is this. He says, be strong. Be strong. And when I teach this and say stuff like this, I know some of you right now are thinking, man, this is putting pressure on me. This means I've got to do stuff or I've got to be better or I've got to be strong. I want you to hear this, this passage of Scripture and the worship team is getting ready to come up after this point. I want you to hear this. This is not you being stronger. This is, this is you being in Christ who is strong. This is you being in God and being in him. And if we're in Christ, if we're in him and in part of what he's called us to be, Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18, you've probably heard this before if you've been in church. It's the armor of God. He says this in verse 10. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in, say that with me, the Lord. Wow. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. This is not our strength. Come on, hear this. This is not us being stronger, us being better. This is us being in him, being in Christ. He says this. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able, and there's that word stand, against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, hear me, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quit, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17 says, take the helmet of salvation. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Wow. Think about this for a moment. Think about this for a moment. This command and this challenge is being given. And please hear this last principle I'm getting ready to say. Please hear what I'm getting ready to tell you. Everything that you do, he says in verse 14 of our text today, he says, let all that you do be done with love. Wow. Think about this one. Let everything that you do be done with love. I'm talking about, we're talking about being brave and bold and standing up, being watchful. We're talking about military terms. We're talking about all this stuff and we're talking about being in this place. That's real easy for us guys to grab a hold of sometimes because we like to watch people get in the ring and beat each other up. But he says, let everything that you do be done with love. So this is not as men, you ruling your, your, I'm going to rule my house now, man. Pastor said, I got to watch and stand up. No, this is you loving your house. We ain't talking about marriage today, but might as well throw it in there. It's about you loving your wife. This is about you loving your family. This is like you doing everything that you do. That means you're watchful with love. 
That means I'm standing firm in the faith. I'm being brave. I'm being courageous. I'm acting like a man. And I'm doing every bit of it with love. Because you know why? That's what God did with us. That's what he did with us. And he loved us so much that he got up on a cross and gave his life for me and you. That's Jesus. And that's love. And that's being brave and being strong and being watchful. He looked out and saw our need. He looked out and watched the enemy come into our situation. And he said, I got to show up and I got to step in and be brave and strong. So he did it for us. And that's what he's asking us to do. In love.